TK, Michael. I've got a terrible story to tell you, and I, you can probably, well, you can't identify with, but you have three kids of your own. Think about this. Let's say your kids are all grown. You go to the doctor one day. The doctor tells you that you have cystic fibrosis. And because you have cystic fibrosis, you've been sterile since you've been a child. What do you do when you walk out of that doctor's office? It's one of those things. It's like that song, you know, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. How uh, do we get these three kids if that's right. the case, right? A devoted father, he raises three sons for 20 years, and he finds out they weren't his. They're and, still your kids, right? No, because, well, you know, he's obviously bonded, and he's not going to suddenly not be their father. But, man... I'd have some steam coming out of my ears. How well, about you? The reason the story's in the news now is because he actually divorced this woman 10 years ago. And if you've seen pictures of the wife and the new wife, at least he made out better with the new wife. But they didn't divorce because of that. They just grew apart, I guess. And the, the kicker that makes it even worse for this dad is that the three sons side with the mom, even though it's just a terrible story. Oh, man, I guess this guy's going to have trust issues the rest of his life, don't you think? The British government or the British law system are making her pay him back a quarter of a million dollars. So he's got that going for him. Right. And he also has got Maury Povich has him on speed dial. Okay. <laughs> I bet Maury wants that guy on his show bad. Or Jerry Springer. Right? There you go. What percentage of people in America have false paternity? You know, have somebody that raised your kids is not yours. No clue. One out of 20. That's terrible. Did you hear about the pregnant blonde who found out that her husband had been cheating on her? And after she had the kid. Oh, here comes one of your crazy jokes. After she had the kid, she had to test it to make sure it was hers. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. uh, didn't There you go. The only get it, she had the kid herself, but she still wanted to have it tested. Okay. Uh, Once I have to explain them, they don't work, do they? No, not really. Hey, I got to tell you, I'm a little slow today. Do you know why? What is it? I stayed up very late last night. Oh, Watching a movie. Okay. Now, I know you don't go to the theaters, so you stream. So it's out there in Streamland. You can right. watch it. And your stream is good, right? Yep. <laughs> Last time you went to the doctor. That, that's right. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I love this movie. And the critics absolutely hated it. In fact, the star of the movie hated it. But I loved it. You know why? Why? Because I like vigilante movies. Ooh, I do too. I love vigilante was movies. This, was Denzel Washington in it? No. No. The most unlikely person in the world is the star of this movie. She's so sweet in real life. She's so sweet. She's so genteel. She's so motherly. Oh, she, Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Do you know about that movie, Peppermint? I know that she's in it, and but I don't know much about it. Well, here's the scenario, and I don't think I'm really giving anything away. I think if you look up the movie, you'll... Read all about it, but she's got a young daughter and a husband, and somehow her husband gets involved in something. He actually doesn't go through with it, but it involves Mexican drug lords, and they kill her daughter and her husband, and she's just this sweet, loving mom, right? Right. Of course, they go to court, and you know the Mexican drug lords, they own everybody, right? So these people that she identified in a police lineup get off. And so she decides that she's going to take on the entire Mexican drug cartel. Mm -hmm. And boy, whole lot of killing going on. 
And they show her really ripped, which I never really knew that. Maybe she is, but boy, this is a great movie. I love this movie. I could not turn it off. So I'm a little, uh, you know, a little fuzzy today. Got some cobwebs going. You might have to explain your jokes. You know, she's not a bombshell, but boy, she's the kind of girl you take home to mom. Oh, absolutely. I love her. I do, too. I think she is a bombshell, though. I think she's beautiful. You know, my wife... You don't think so? My biggest question in life was, what the hell was Ben Affleck thinking? What do you mean? Well, he divorced her. They cheated on her and stuff. To me, she's she's I think she's just one of those people that's too nice. Right. And apparently, when they had the premiere of that movie a while back, because that movie's been out for a while, she went to the theater. She held her head down low, and she wouldn't look at anybody after the movie, and they were coming up to her saying how great of a movie it was, and she was like, it was? <laughs> She's real humble, too, you know? My wife was never a big fan of hers. Then one day, about eight or nine years ago, we're lying in bed watching The Tonight Show, and she's on. My wife's reading the book in bed, not paying much attention. All of a sudden, she tells Jay, John Adams Elementary School in Charleston, West Virginia, my wife jumps up. That's where I went to you. That's where I went to grade school. So ever since that day, she's the big fan of hers. I don't think that's fair. That's the reason you should like her. You, you know, like and her. you would never, ever think in a million years she was from West Virginia, right? Well, my wife's from West Virginia, very cosmopolitan, beautiful, like her. I yeah, yeah. Know. No, I'm just saying, oh, you know, oh, it's oh. not it's not what you, no. you know. Right. Tom and Mike. This climate change has a lot of things that could happen that could go wrong. But here's something I think people aren't paying attention to that could have a real impact on sugar lovers. Do you know that we could be out of chocolate in just 20 years? Why? Because uh, of the rainforest or whatever? That's right, pal. Rising temperatures threaten to stop the cocoa trees, which make the chocolate, especially in the Ghana and the Ivory Coast and also South America. And get this, candy companies are coming together, Mars and another big one, are put in $1 billion to try and stop whatever's happening with research and development, things like that. But uh, yeah, in 20 years, you're not going to be able to have chocolate, pal. How about that? I think it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, people would take to the streets. Right. I mean, people are so addicted. I think people are more addicted to chocolate than maybe even, you know, tobacco or alcohol. We were talking about the most addictive substances recently. Right. We, we didn't mention chocolate. I mean, chocolate's got to be in the top 10, I would think. Oh, and you ever notice there are no recipes for leftover chocolate? No recipe. That's right, pal. <laughs> I love it. I could give it up, but I'm no quitter. That's why I keep eating it. You have to hide it from yourself, don't you? Yep. And whenever I hear the word exercise, you know what I do, my friend? You go to the refrigerator. I wash my mouth out with chocolate. <laughs> I'll tell you, pal, there's nothing like a good piece of chocolate. You've told me that many, many times. Also yeah. with red wine and dark chocolate. That's really... That is uh, hedonistic. But think about that. If we don't change things, you're going to have no chocolate. What's going to happen to Halloween? Yeah, history, man. Done. Gone. What's going to happen to those goobers and raisinets at the movie theater? <laughs> what was your favorite movie theater candy? I know you like popcorn, but if you had to get a candy when... When young TK goes to the I, I, li- I do like the Raisinets, the combination of the Raisinets and the popcorn or the Reese's Pieces and the popcorn. That's a wonderful combination. I like those malt balls. Do you like them? Malts balls? No, malt balls. They were chocolate covered. They looked like the size of about... They're less called moth a- balls? No, malt, M-A-L-T. That's what I said, malt. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like the old soda malts, you know, at your local soda fountain. Right. <laughs> 
Well, are we living in Westworld? Oh, yeah, we so. are. Tom and Mike. Both of us are very happily married men, right? I would say so, yes. So something like monogamy, we understand that, don't we? Yes, we do. Right. You know why I understand it in such why? a clear and vivid way? Why? Do you remember the story of Lorena Bobbitt? Yes. You know, my wife said to me once. I just crossed my legs while you said that. Yeah. She said, you know, if you even think about cheating on me, that's what's going to happen to you in the middle of the night. <laughs> snip, snip. You're done. And guess what? If I'm even thinking about it, of course, every man has thought about it, right? Right. This is another reason I moved into the other bedroom. Well, do you know, scientists at the University College of London had this big study on monogamy. And you know that monogamy is just something that's come up in the last thousand years, that before that time, the reason men went to monogamy is they wanted to protect their infants from other males. Up until that time, there was no such thing as monogamy. And it also spread throughout the world with the influence of Christianity around that time. So what I'm saying is that for many, many years, monogamy wasn't something that people thought about. Right. Multiple wives, it was right. a very common thing. Like King Solomon in the Bible, he had hundreds of wives, and he's said to be the wisest man ever to live. Right. I don't know. It doesn't sound too smart to me. Do you know penguins are monogamous for life? I don't think that's a surprise. They all look the same, and it's not easy to find a better-looking penguin anyway, is there? <laughs> right. Huh? Yeah, what's the attraction? Right. It, it's funny because one of the reasons I did this study is that there's a lot of people now that are opting out of monogamy and are having open marriages, which I've never understood. They say love between two people is beautiful and between six, it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that either. What about those social diseases? That's right, pal. And also this, men, many think monogamy is something the dinner table's made out of. That's mahogany, you idiot, right? <laughs> and, and your head. Tom and Mike. All right, let me ask you this, because you are the answer man, Mr. Renaissance man. How many people in America do you think play the lottery regularly, on a regular basis? I'm going to say 25%. You're close. 30%. Okay. 90 million people play the lottery each year regularly. And it's kind of like going to a casino, pulling the lever on a slot machine. Right. How often are you actually going to win? What is the attraction? Is it the thrill, the thought that you may actually get something for nothing? But you're right. not really getting something for nothing, ultimately, because how many people just pull that lever one time or, you know, and actually come out ahead? No, right. the house always wins. Did you ever play the lottery? Yeah, I've probably played it uh, maybe 100 times in my life. No, not for me. I just kind of remember trying it a few times, and it was because I was desperate for money. And don't you think that's why a lot of people do it, because they're really desperate for money? Right. And this study said that the poor, unless educated, are more likely to play than the more educated. Yeah, and that's really the sad part of it all, right? 87% of people do it at a store, like a convenience store. 9% online and the rest at the casinos. You know, it would be an interesting statistic too, and I'm sure you don't have it, but the idea that somebody actually wins the lottery and how many of those people actually end up in bankruptcy after winning millions of dollars because they just can't handle it. Right? This is kind of surprising. The top three states where people pay the most for a lottery, the average, you know, what they spend a year, are Massachusetts is number one. They, The average person pays $734 a year. Rhode Island second, 500, 
and Delaware's third. I never would have thought those states. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Well, I don't know. Tax laws? Maybe. I don't know. I hit $34 once, and the guy at the convenience store, congratulations, can I call you a limo? That's what he said, Thomas. $34? Yeah, and he said, can I call you a limo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you never play it, right? Never. And you know what drives me crazy? The few times that I may be out somewhere and I need to pick up something real quick at a convenience store, right? Right. I always go in like I had a sneezing attack recently. I'm a mess, right? And I go into this convenience store, you know, my nose running. I'm not going to. Do you ever get into like sneezing attacks? Yes, I do. Okay. So I didn't have any Kleenex. So I go into this convenience store and my nose is running all over the place. I have nice clothes on. I, I can't just like, you know, right. wipe my nose on I my... I hear you, buddy. You, you know what I'm a, saying? You don't have to paint a picture. So <laughs> I'm standing in line forever. Do you know why? Because some Yahoo's up there... Buying lottery tickets. Buying lottery tickets. They got to have just the right number. So you know what I did? I rip open the box and I just start blowing my nose as I'm standing in line. Guess what happened? The line suddenly moved quicker. <laughs> Oh, buddy, you are something. They can't take you out, can they? No. I'll tell you this. I think you've told me this many times. When you look in the mirror, you say, I win the lottery every day. Didn't that what you told me? No, I don't think that's me. I think that might be somebody in politics right now that you love. (laughs) (laughs) Who spends, I think, a lot of time with the perfect comb over. I wonder who that could be. I wonder who it could be. Tom and Mike. This goes out to my millennial friends listening out there. Do you know that they're ruining the cereal industry? The cereal industry? Yes, they are. Because right now, the cereal companies are facing a little bit of a problem because millennials, 40%, say cereal is an inconvenient breakfast choice. You know why? That sounds like something Al Gore would have said. An inconvenient breakfast truth. Here's the kicker. One of the reasons why they don't, well, there's a couple of reasons why they don't like it. One, they don't like the price. Two, they don't like the nutritional things. Both of those things I agree with. You can get healthy cereal, right? Well, not if it has sugar in it. But here's the third one. They say it's too much of a cleanup. You're talking about a bowl and a spoon. I know. I don't get that part. Yeah, either do I. That's one of the advantages of cereal. It's quick. It's easy. Easy cleanup. Easy peasy. Come on. But come on, Thomas. Captain Crunch, that's not a cereal. It's candy, isn't it? That's what it is. Wow. How many kids are raised on Captain Crunch? Oh, or Pop-Tarts. Remember those? Oh, my gosh. There's diabetes right there just waiting to happen. You ever see these really overweight kids? Yes, I, I have. I imagine that's what they're eating, right? Well, they get, they put a list out of the five worst things you can have for breakfast. What do you think the number one is? This isn't cereal. It's just anything. What, what do you think the worst thing to have for your breakfast is? And a lot of people do it with the coffee. They have this with their coffee. Donut? Well, that's number four. Number one is a bagel with cream cheese. Oh, why is that so bad? Well, the bagel's bad and the cream cheese is bad. That's double bad, buddy. Come on. What's wrong with the cream cheese? It's fat. Well, but eat fat, get thin. The doctor from the Cleveland Clinic, I'm telling you, that's how you lose weight. That guy is proposing that we put sticks of butter in our coffee instead of cream. I'm not kidding you. And you can lose weight. I'm not going to tempt death. A breakfast smoothie is bad. Not the one you make that you go out and you buy it somewhere because it's all full of sugar. Right. The store-bought granola is bad. Remember that stuff my wife made you and Karen? Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that's that's healthy. That's tell, not, tell everybody how to do that. Uh, if I can remember, it's oats and you uh, cook them on a tray and then you throw in maple syrup with no sugar, sugar-free maple syrup. You throw some coconut, unsweetened coconut. 
There's some cinnamon. Bake it all. Yeah, you bake it. And you put milk on top, right? Well, or you, you can. can. Or you could just eat it straight as a snack. Is that yeah, baby. Yeah, I no, get... that was really good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if you want that recipe, what's your email address? <laughs> Never mind. Tom and Mike. We got bad news on these some of these stories today about, I'm talking about the rising sea levels. They're saying now, in this century, the sea levels are going to be rising almost six feet in our coastal cities. You know what that means, don't you? So long, Miami. Peter Dinklage is going to drown if he goes there. Who? Peter Dinklage. You know the little actor from Game of Thrones? He's oh, about, that guy. He's about three foot eight. Oh, short jokes. Today, yeah, huh? short joke. Oh, boy. You are but, reaching uh, over there. Well, <laughs> but seriously, you know, there are all kinds of ramifications from this. Well, like if you've got oceanfront property in a coastal city, it's not going to be there. Well, we're not going to have to worry, but your grandchildren will, right? My favorite show, Oceanfront Beach Property Bargain Show, whatever. Yep. That's going to be gone. Yeah. And think about what flood insurance is going to cost. I mean, you're not going to be able, it's going to be like having another mortgage payment. Yeah, no, you're not going to be able to get any kind of flood insurance. Right. I say just rent the movie Waterworld and imagine Al Gore with gills. That should wake people up, right? That should do it right there. Oh, man. As long as Florida is underwater, I say it's a wash. What do you think? Oh, it's a wash. Tom and Mike.